0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore?
1: We are here to be your guides, your guardians.
2: This is Guardians of Lore.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 46, recorded November 16th, 2019. Uh, Tonight's topic is we're having a a nice little Q&A discussion. With our uh, good buddy Not Arf. Tonight I'll be hosting. This is his Hyvin. I am Elmist
2: And this is Mrs. Hyvin.
0: And of course, <laughs> our guest.
3: Hi, I'm Not Arf. Most people just call me Arf. Though.
0: We're glad to have you. So Arf has been gracious enough to provide us with uh, some good like emails over the past for some topics and some discussion. So we're gonna go over some of that kind of stuff and. Just have a nice spinfoil time to uh, go over some theories. Uh, but before we get into our topic at hand, we'll start off with our podcast news. Of course, we encourage feedback. You can send that to us at our Twitter page, at guardians underscore lore. Also, of course, you can email us, as Arf has in the past, at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. If this isn't proof that we read them, I don't know what else is. Uh, and... <laughs> Please feel free to uh, leave us a review uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast um, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Google Podcast. I have heard someone tell me that Google Play, they had trouble leaving reviews. That might be because Google pl- now has Google Podcast. Uh, but Spotify, wherever you find the podcast, I'm sure there's some way to leave a review. Um, you can also find us on the Discord where we have a feedback page. So um we are also on the lore alongside uh, many other impressive lore content creators of various types both destiny and other topics that are of interest to uh, lore enthusiasts
3: um so arf
0: where can we find you if anyone's looking for you
3: um you can find me on xbox at uh um i'm on uh, twitter and again at uh, it's at half not i've got no idea why it reversed it <laughs> <laughs> and, just to keep you on your toes um, yeah and i'm on twitch at real not underscore off cool. okay.
2: <laughs> and we'll be sure to put all of that in the episode notes so everyone can easily find him um additionally he's a big participant in the discords so you can find him there as well uh, not our has actually been kind enough to be one of our um first admins technically orchid was our first additional admin outside of us but she's a girlfriend that doesn't count uh, <laughs> it was really awkward when we like added uh ARF to our admin chat because we were like hi welcome to being our fifth wheel it's weird here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep yep but so yeah big help super the helpful Discord. so exactly. you can also
2: find it. him there
0: Indeed. All right. So, we'll move into stuff you missed in Destiny uh this past week. Apparently, I missed this because it's stuff you may have missed. Sorry. I don't know if I said that right.
2: I totally missed. Do.
0: We have increased we had increased infamy. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Um and next week or as of listening, the final assault on the Vex offensive. Um this is the first week you'll be able to unlock the Undying title. So, all you title seekers out there, get on it. Cough, uh,
2: cough, alamist, Cough, cough.
0: Yeah. And I do oh, believe yeah. this one's... Is this one of the ones... This Is seasonal? Uh, you won't be able to get this after? This is the after. seasonal one. This is one of our seasonal ones that you will not be able to get after this season. And we only got, what, about three... Four weeks more in this season. Uh, so, get to it. It's Time is flying by. It's just under four weeks. Yep. Time is flying by. I can't believe that we're already getting through the season. I haven't even finished ranking at my season pass, so I should probably get on that myself.
2: I'm, like, in the 40s now, you guys. Ever since I got really determined, I posted up by, like, 20 levels, which I know nice. to people who are, like, crazy, that probably did not sound like a lot, but I'm sorry. I just realized there are dogs in the background of my audio right now. But it's okay. We're not talking about super serious stuff yet. I'll shut them up in just a second. Um, but I'm really excited to be in the 40s. I think I'm like around like 45 or something now. And um, just even being halfway there, it makes me feel like I might actually be able to accomplish my goal of getting to 100 by the time the season's over. So nice. slowly but surely, I'm getting there and I've been having a You're blast doing, doing it. You're doing
3: better than I am.
2: <laughs> okay, but remember. you also I, have. I want to
3: open a toilet. You, you have 20? two kids,
2: so <laughs> you get a you get a pass for not being able to spend your whole life on Destiny. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Like we're just excited that you were able to carve out this time for us. <laughs> we were all like, he's got kids. I don't know if he's gonna be able to like do this. We were like, can we can we do it after they go to bed? What time do kids go to bed?
1: <laughs> well, and then time kid, differences and yeah. yeah.
3: My kids quite early. They do. Yeah.
2: That's horrible.
3: If they don't get 12 hours sleep, they're horrible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's about almost four o'clock here for us. So that means it's almost nine o'clock there for you, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it was interesting. And actually, if you're in our Discord, you would have seen that Ark made the joke about me maybe actually being awake through the whole episode. But I can't make any promises, you guys.
0: Yeah, I had to wake her up in order to do this. She was just about to fall asleep (laughs) for a nap. So never fails. (laughs)
2: I like sleep, okay?
0: All right. Well, I need to move into this really important topic because somebody specifically said they were excited for Mrs. Hyven's question corner. And I happen to know that she didn't have one at the time. So, <laughs> were you able to find a question? I don't
2: know why they corner? were excited. Like, I don't. Nothing I say is of that importance. Like,. No, I'm sorry. I don't actually have a coroner because I spent majority of my week um, redacting really boring documents. So I had to listen to fiction podcasts to keep myself awake because I didn't have enough attention span to focus on focus fire chat, which it's in the name. You got to focus, guys. So <laughs> I did listen to last um the last quarterly *Lore Destiny* review and had a blast. I was literally giggling sitting at my desk listening to certain parts of it. Um, so I'm sure my coworker thinks I'm crazier than she already thought I was. And, um, but yeah, no, I don't actually have any like questions unless you guys want to discuss fictional podcasts or the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, because that's what I was listening about. Not exactly on topic.
0: Wait, a, a historical or a fictional It's a retelling. historical
2: fiction called 1865. If okay, you well, enjoy historical fiction, go listen to it. It's amazing. After every episode, they have a bes- behind-the-episode episode. I absolutely love it. I'm addicted. I'm still listening right now. So much more than the history books teach. It's actually super cool. Nice. Yeah. I also listened to a couple other ones and subscribed to a potential new one for Down the Road. So, yeah, I'm kind of becoming a podcast junkie, like, all of a sudden. And when I was dating Hyvin, I used to make fun of him for it and told him he was an old man. But just another thing to add to my repertoire of being an old lady. Not mad about it.
0: Podcasts do not make you old in any way.
2: You started listening to podcasts because of your dad.
0: Okay, I started listening to, like, talk radio because of my dad. I guess you could say maybe that's an older thing, but not really. No, oh, it's oh,
1: just, like, I, I the one podcast that i really listen to outside of, of destiny stuff um the no sleep podcast it's it's horror
2: and i it's, saw it's, that and on my like search for stuff um sadly i found a couple that were only one season so like yeah i, I am sad about that um i also started listening to freakonomics pretty friggin' cool they talked about how trader joe should basically run the world because it's amazing and i agree um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah 1865 that's i don't have a mrs Hyvins question corner this week i have a mrs Hyvins podcast review and suggestion (laughs) corner because i change this corner weekly because i do what i want that's why it's not
0: even that's why it's not (laughs) even your question corner it's now just your corner because you talk my
2: corner which is fitting because i'm sitting in a corner
0: you did make that. You made that joke think, last time.
2: Yeah, because it's an excellent joke. Jerk face. Uh, see, I mean, it's a. It is see, a
1: joke. You're right about that. See, the thing is, twice in a row is all right. Five weeks in a row.
2: Or like every single week we've ever recorded our podcast on Skype ever. Looking at you, Hyvin.
1: Uh, exactly. Think- she knows exactly where I was going.
2: because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, everybody. Uh, okay.
1: I won't comment on the things Mrs. Hyland does every week.
2: (laughs) Fall asleep, get distracted, eat constantly, play solitaire.
0: Randomly get excited. Yeah, random screaming.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It happens, man. Hits 20% regularly. (laughs) Anywho, this has been a great Corner. Thank you guys for joining me. Now back to the actual podcast you came to listen to. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. Well, then, if nobody has anything else, we'll get into the Q&A. And by Q&A, it's just going to be a casual discussion. Um, so the first topic that Arf had mentioned for us in a discussion was the topic of Rezalazir and Dredgen Yor and some of the links for those. Uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and have Mrs. Hyvin read the original emails and then we'll discuss them.
2: Yes, so we'll because... I'm sure nobody's expecting much from me in this episode anyway, so I'll just...
0: I'll I don't know. You say that, but I think you have some good points sometimes.
2: I mean, I got to keep everyone on their toes occasionally. <laughs> All right, so like you said, our first topic is on Red zero slash Dredge and and I'm just going to try my best to read word for word the email. I apologize if I butcher it, because NotArf took a lot of time to um, craft these. Wow, Kona.
0: They're hyper. They want to play right there too by the sun.
3: This is acceptable for me to play a drinking game while I listen to all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> They're fighting over Fight. a sock right now. I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even fighting over a good toy. It's a sock. Oh, that,
3: that's a new rule. We can play. Uh, everyone drinks if uh, all the you've got to sort the dogs
1: out.
2: Right. Oh my. That's <laughs> a lot.
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. I'm we'll be blitzed
1: injury. 30 minutes in. <laughs>
2: So this reads, I've been listening to a lot about the Drudgens. This is because I binge listen at work and have come up with the with an idea about Dredgen Yor and perhaps the shadows of your as well. Firstly, let me ask, am I correct in thinking Yor had in his possession hive tablets slash manuscripts? Because if in translating them, did he start to study sword logic? I believe he stole the manuscript slash tablet from the hive knights zyor betrothed (laughs) that he killed on the moon he also used this hive knight's bone to make thorn it also occurs to me Yor was different to other guardians as normal weapons would not kill him and only the burn from shin's golden gun finally defeated him this made me think where did he get his power was he studying the sword logic i.e looking for the perfect form and taking power from all the Guardians he killed? If I'm right in this case, did he delve a bit deeper in his studies and create a throne world? We know this is possible as one of the Forsaken Barons did the same once he helped defeat Kate. So if we take this potential power and potential throne world, has Yor had his final death? Or did he just beat Mara and Tolan to the Ascendant Plane? Will we see Dredge and Yor again? I just have to say, that's a really good email. I actually followed that, and I'm not that bright, like, lore-wise. I'm not calling myself dumb.
1: (laughs) I was about to say, like, yeah, you're bright.
2: (laughs) But that's, like, a really good email. I feel like I read it when it first came in, but that's a really good email. That's a lot of good thoughts. (laughs) So thank you.
3: Thank you. Unfortunately, it's been a while since I wrote the email. Now, I was pretty much in terms of listening to... The Dridden your story and the Shil- Shinmel fur. Um, now, I believe it was it, it Zylor's betrothed that wasn't named, but uh, they carried the um, carried the tablets for one of, for the hive. Sorry, I'm getting a bit rambly here. Um, it's all good. Um, yeah. Now we know we know he killed them on the moon, but. It doesn't mention what actually happened to the tablets. Now we know pretty much in a dark kind of way. We we loot the bodies. We take things from them. I the bone he used to make thorn. Um, it's possible he took the tablets at the same time. So that, that's that's what got me thinking. And then that, I kind of just went down a rabbit hole and uh, made a few notes while I was working and uh, and carried on. Nice. Oh, all
0: right, you wanna. Start first comments, then, Ellen missed.
1: Yeah. Um, so, we do know that Yor had tablets. Um, essentially, that's where the Book of Unmaking cam- came from. And that might very well be the beginnings of, you know, the teachings of Sword Logic. And Yor probably did follow them. Um, now, as far as him creating a throne world. We haven't seen any evidence of it yet, but that would be an amazing twist. That would be so awesome.
0: So we don't necessarily have any indication that he received any type of hive tablets um, from Zyors' uh, betrothed. Um, in the card, Rezal Azir, it just mentions that two, after two days, Rezel emerged from the Hellmouth, bearing the bones of the knight as a trophy. Well, contemplating the appearance, reappearance of Hive, Ressil grafted the bones onto his hand cannon, Rose. Um, so as far as what we have after that battle, the only thing that he took was, as a trophy were the bones. Um, and we know at that point that is when uh, Rose, he, he grafted them onto Rose, and that's when Thorn was started to be made. I think at that point is when he possibly would have started to hear um, some of the whispers of the Hive. In my interpretation on the uh, the Book of the Inmaking that was found by uh, Dredgenvale was something that he would have accumulated over a long period of time. So I think that his initial stealing of those bones would have kind of just been what fed that search for more knowledge and uh, more in-depth. And I think at that point, that is where he went down looking into um, some hive writings. Um Ironically enough, one of our new books, Inquisition of the Damned, talks a lot about unmaking. And um, it's actually kind of fitting that you know, Dredge and Yor uh, seemed to have in his possession the book of unmaking. So I would not find it too far of a stretch to say that somewhere along the road he would have found some type of Hive manuscripts. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that is how he got power. You know, that is the, the second part of the question is, is really kind of, I think, the big portion of it is what made him so powerful that he could not be kin- killed by conventional means um, because we know that even uh, basic guardians can be killed fairly normally um, it's just the fact that our ghost can be raised. so he didn't have a ghost you know what stopped Jaren ward from finishing him off
3: well, this goes down my my line of thinking that he couldn't because of the power he already held by killing guardians outright with thorn. He was taking their power and effectively killing, effectively creating his throne world. Yep. No, I, um, I completely agree too. And by killing more than one, well, we don't we don't know how many killed. It's potentially quite a few. Um, we know we know the actual potentials there for a great deal of power to actually in all intents and purposes, quite a large Throne world.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that is really kind of the interesting question, is how far you know did he get? Because I definitely argue, yeah, that Thorn feeds, it's kind of a, a sickness, and that was kind of what I would say fed him power, and made him a Guardian who was not able to be killed by conventional means. Um, but yeah, the real question is, how far did that go? You know, we don't exactly know what the steps are, as far as Uh, creating a throne world as far as the raw energy needed it appears he had enough uh just based off the fact that as you mentioned uh, one of the taken barons being able to form a throne world just off the death of cade as far as did he have the proper knowledge um we don't have a lot of examples of people creating their own throne world in the sense of doing it from scratch uh, we know that Mara kind of stole her throne world from Oryx, um, and Tolan made it into the Ascendant Plane. He didn't quite succeed in the whole throne world aspect. So other than um, the, the Baron, and we're not exactly sure what the process is to, to basically uh, to, to take that power and to create a full throne world. So as, as far as him feeding off of the Guardian's power, I would say 100%. But I'd be really curious to know if he perfected creating a throne world, or if he even got that far. Uh, Because I've always argued that um, Dredgen Yor saw the folly of his ways and his path somewhere along the road. And um, especially based off of what Shin has told us about the last words that he heard. um, I've always kind of felt to the fact that uh, Yor wanted to be finished, and he needed someone else to carry on the legacy. I don't think we'll see him again, but it would be pretty cool.
2: I feel like him being like, Whoa, well, we've gone wrong and I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm going to screw up some other twisted person's fate. It's such a rude cop out.
0: Well, it's in the same way Toland ended up killing everyone in a way. But at the same time, it okay, was Toland for the greater good. Toland should not be
2: anybody's example for anything in life ever.
0: <laughs> I'd argue also though that Tolan, Tolan had good motives though. Um we see he was trying to investigate power of the hive in order to use it for the greater good. He was trying Why to investigate he risk power. He his
2: own life for that, not he did. five other people. He did.
0: Well, he did, he gave he up his
2: his own and only his.
0: But he he goes he I, I'm not also, always a no fan no. no. Of Tolan, if he was but... doing
2: this all for the greater good, I feel like Tolan should have been more forthcoming with all of his information? From I mean the he get-go? Oh no it was a I do whole that. sketch. Like
0: no, that. I'm not telling you that Toland was great, but I think the fact that he was an in justifies the means kind of thing. And I think in the same way Dredgen Yor was seeking that power. Um, and at a certain point realized that as Shin said, that darkness, that strength was too much for someone to hold alone, which is why he surrounded himself by the shadows Uh, mrs Hyvin.
2: i have breaking news you guys breaking news literally just now we hit 350 followers on twitter that's breaking news (laughs) we literally just happened my phone just buzzed okay that's breaking news i'm sorry we interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this breaking news now back to your regularly scheduled program Go That's for it, man. You
3: If we go down the fact of the shadows of Yore, we already know that Tebbin Grey was studying Dredge and, and it was it Tebbin Grey that actually found the tablets in his ship
1: and yeah, translated it was, them. it was. It was Tevin and uh, and Orsa or Dredge and Vale. Or,
3: so,
1: so it was Orsa's ire and Tebbin
0: Grey, the original two.
3: Yep. So normal bungee story thing they've left it wide open to where he actually got those tablets from which i know it's a bit of a jump that he took them from the hive knight um but that that's where that essentially came from he's got he's got to have got them from somewhere and that that's just a connection i made now if he has done this and actually learned about ascension and the sword logic it all starts time together. Cause it, it wasn't just off the story of Dredge and Yor that I actually got got this from. It was actually reading through the shadows of Yor as well.
0: Um, uh, I'm actually looking for it right now. I actually do believe that what they found on the ship was not actually full on tablets, but actually um, I think they commented on they were writings in a book. It was more of a journal by Dredgen Yor. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find the actual reference, because that would be quite interesting if he had physical tablets from the Hive or if it was just a uh, a compilation of some of his observations and understandings.
3: Well, we already know he spent time in the Hellmouth. So if it potentially, if he didn't actually come back with tablets, I'm... As, as I said to you before we start to record, now I'm, I'm very, relatively new to the law. Um, I, just list, I just listen to uh, a lot of this um, because I, I struggle to read things on a, on a computer screen. I'm, I'm more I understand of a, a, that. A paper, a paper man. Give me a book and I'm quite happy.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so if, if I'm completely wrong and if anybody out there knows I'm completely wrong, please tell me because I want to learn more. No,
1: I honestly well, I mean, don't think we know I I...
3: conclusively.
1: Um, so the one thing I did find, it's in the Book of Unmaking, entry yeah, one, Cages. Is that the one? Uh, it talks about these pages and the understandings gleaned are our best efforts at a translation of incomplete discovery. The exact intents of the, of the hive's ceremony or ceremonies in regard to their varied ideals regarding evolution. Uh, it's and, in those are just, and those are just hand-scrawled <clears throat> notes accompanying Tevin Gray's personal translation of ancient Hive text. So it, it might be tablets or might not. All we know is they are actual Hive text. Um, True. Which, again, I mean, that for all we know, the Book of Unmaking might be the way... Moving towards creating, you know, ascendance, and therefore creating a throne world.
0: Yep. And um, I believe it's probably in. Uh, here we go. This is what I was referring to. Okay, so it is in the same book. It's also in Book of Unmaking. It's uh, entry five, purpose. Uh, the second paragraph after the Book of the Unmaking section starts with Orsa found the scribbled glyphs on thick leather inside the craft that once long ago. Belong to your. We couldn't identify the origin of the writing at the time, much less translate. Though we'd all heard the stories of the hive and ancient evil and ancient battle that turned Luna into a forbidden zone. Most held them as folklore, scary stories to counteract our natural curiosity and keep brave guardians from venturing beyond these their means. So as far I I would I've always imagined they probably found a mix of information. Um, this is what kind of got me down the path. It was almost just his... It was his scribbled glyphs. Or if, like when you know, you're know you writing out your information for like an email or like a theory, you know, you get your notepads and you write down everything. I kind of viewed this as that's kind of what they found, only this was dredging yours because um, they talked about he had scribbled glyphs on thick leather. But as Elemis just read, they also mentioned translation of tablets. So I almost would imagine that he possibly did have tablets and that he had it, it's just like us in the community he had some of the lore and then he also had written out some lore discussion um so as far as what he actually had i don't think it's ever confirmed no one mentioned i do not believe that it ever mentions him taking anything other than bones um but i like the thought theory that maybe and my other thing was the fact that they, they translated Maybe he actually found the actual book of unmaking, um, because it is referenced in the newer lore Inquisition of the Damned. Uh, so that would be quite curious. No,
3: that, that would wait. make sense. Maybe, maybe the, the 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 um the runes that he scribbled down on the thick leather. Maybe he didn't actually write them. Maybe that all comes from a another source. Maybe they are actually what he picked up in the Hellmouth. But
2: Bungie likes to leave. Or tavern.
3: No, they well, were found in your ship.
0: They were originally belonging to your. Tevin found them.
2: So you're saying you're potentially found the entire Book of the Unmaking, not just what we have.
0: Well, I mean, we technically have the whole Book of the Unmaking at this point.
1: As far we, as we know.
0: As far as we know. We got it in the yeah. Book of Unmaking, and then it also continues on in – um. One of the books we got after that from... um.
1: Wasn't it Nothing Ends?
0: It, it might, yes. It, well, it was whenever Shin dropped the bombshell of who he actually was.
2: I think that's... Uh, no, that wasn't Nothing Ends.
0: Letters from a Renegade. No. No, uh, no, 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 no. Every Rose of Thorn. Yeah, Every Rose of Thorn.
2: Damn, so
1: totally we, got,
0: we got the rest of Unmaking in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be really interesting if he actually found the original... Um, text for Book of the Unmaking and that goes into a whole other question um, I'm not sure if you guys, how much you guys have gotten into Inquisition of the Damned uh, but the, the siblings in there who are practicing a type of unmaking, uh, they're doing something that is not even agreed upon by the Hive, it's not quite sword logic, uh, so I'd be very curious to know if Dred Yor was even taking sword logic a step farther um, and, and maybe not even needing a throne world uh, but, in fact, creating himself to be a more powerful being.
1: Now, here's, here's the thing that I was thinking about. We don't know the exact time frame of how many years Yor was a, a thing. Um, because we know Shin was still a boy when Yor killed Jaren. And Shin was actually a man when Shin killed him.
0: Yeah, we're not. I'm sure we definitely so, not sure.
1: So there's plenty of years that Yor could have been going to the moon and finding any. Oh, yeah. Any actual references and just, you know, hoarding them until he found, you know, exactly what he was looking for. Arf?
3: Well, we already know that, uh, well, we presume, we don't actually know. It's never actually been said, but we presume Shin Malfur was actually made a guardian. Or a rism, should we say when he was a baby mm-hmm. it's a well-known theory so we don't the theory know. I
2: subscribe to
3: it's a theory most people subscribe to <laughs> we, we are who knows how a guardian ages we don't know it, it may be a normal span Whoa. of years for a, a child but as a guardian could he actually take twice the length of time to actually age that long
0: cool. yeah I think that's also why he talks that about was like going through... That literally
2: the biggest plot twist of my life. Yeah. Because <laughs> do we even have proof the Guardians age like that?
0: Uh, as far as we know, they age slower, but also everyone after the Golden Age uh, lifespan, like, tripled. Um, so everyone was living to be, like, 300.
2: But just because uh, your lifespan yeah. triples and you're, like, healthier, that doesn't mean you don't still age. That doesn't well, mean that... you don't still physically grow.
0: Well, I would Which say It's
2: not your growth. Yeah.
0: yeah, we don't know how much time passed. I would say that as far as his childhood age, it passed as the uh, at a normal speed. Um, that he probably had. It's only after guardians become full age that their lifespan stretches out. Only because he references Jaron Ward becoming his third father, and we can assume that his second father would have been, well, the people who took, took care, care of him, of him after both of his parents died, died parents. in that original well honestly the same time he Dude,
2: died no no i thought well, okay so yeah no no he died first his parents died later his mom was in, holding him crying
0: correct but only in about yep. it, the, the, the uh the timeline suggests that it was only probably within that same month that the fallen eventually no, finished him not off the
2: same time but also, i'm saying that would have been his like original most mind-blowing thought of my life like mm-hmm. i thought can guardians have kids was like a large talking point, but oh my god. Well we yes. already know guardians How did be-
3: <laughs> We yeah. already know guardians can can become normal human beings when we lost our light. So the the story that if guardians want to have kids, I can't see it being actually a problem there.
0: Yeah, no I, I think they probably could too. Yeah, but no my understanding based off of his his Mine uh is
2: so blown right
0: now based off him talking <laughs> about his original two parents i guess i would argue that um as far as early development of even as a guardian that uh he he would basically go through what let's say the stages of like puberty and once he hit a certain age the same way you know if we hit adulthood and are in the same way a, a golden age human would live forever They wouldn't stay a baby for, let's say, you know, like a toddler for 100 years and then a teenager for 100 years. More than likely, they would grow at the same speed. But once they attained adulthood, they would live longer. So that's kind of how I always envisioned Shin, just based off the fact that he's still not like a toddler rolling around. Uh, We would have to assume that Guardians age in (laughs) some regard. But also, as you mentioned, uh, you know, we don't exactly know...
1: Now, here's my thing. We know that ghosts resurrect people at the strongest in their lives. Okay? Well, what if that affects the aging process? And and, uh, hear me out. So when Shin was first resurrected, he was resurrected at his normal age. And because that was the strongest he had been. Yeah. Well... He keeps aging at a normal rate,
2: and he doesn't have a ghost, and he doesn't die.
1: Right. So then, once he gets to what would be his peak physical, you know, his
2: peak. Basically, before 25, I hear that at the age of 25, that's when our cells stop um, regenerating at the rate that they are dying off, or faster. Like we literally start dying around the age of 25.
0: That's what I kind of assumed, right. too, that he would age up to the point where, you know, in normal lifespans, we would start to, you know, degrade. But for a Guardian slash, you know, Golden Age human who has got a long lifespan, at that point, they would just kind of level out. And that would be, I guess Elmas was saying, their their peak age.
2: Or I mean, and, couldn't the thought and, also be, though, that, like, he could age past it? But then once Eventually. he died and was resurrected by his ghost, he'd be almost resurrected back to that physical peak.
3: You say, you say peak power and that a physical peak. Now, yes, we you say we are we cellular, cellular de- degenerate from about 25, but that doesn't mean that's our physical peak. A lot of people don't peak physically until 30, 35, 40. Mostly, if you look at um, Osiris in the game. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got quite hair. an old guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Holyfield, for example, take, bring us back into the real world. He peaked in his fifties. Yeah. So yeah. Is I, it
0: physical fitness? That's actually fitness, very or?
2: true. I'm 24 and I really hope my peak is not next year. Cause that's depressing.
0: You peaked a long time ago, babe. <gasps> <laughs> so rude. That,
2: that was just called
0: getting married and not, uh, not wow. caring as much. Wow. Right?
2: <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got we're both less active than like we downhill. used to be <laughs> from
1: my eyes you have yet to peak um,
2: elemis loves me more
0: <laughs> i hit my peak performance too and i'm not even that old
2: um but yeah no because totally you're overclocking a
0: bit <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
2: oh my god he is he is he shouldn't have played soccer yesterday um uh, no anyways our that yeah no that's a really good point though because you're right i mean not also like the longer a guardian lives, the more wisdom as well, so there's also the difference between physical and mental peak as well
0: yeah, I think the important thing is to understand is that guardians are not locked at a physical age. I mean, we have examples of old guardians
2: would we you, have, would well, you venture to say they kind of like are almost out of that like realm of space and time as long as they have the power to harness the light?
0: No, because like we said, we have this perfect example of shin aging so. Um he grew up because in unless we've been talking to a baby this whole time, but he is drafting some really really good letters. we have examples of so what him aging. he's
2: mentally still five
0: he I'm just talking about we have we see physical aging there, and then we do have examples of older guardians, and we're not sure if they aged or if they were always that age, but Saladin has got a little uh salt and pepper going on, as you mentioned osiris isn't is an older guardian. Um, so whether they, Maybe that's they why
2: Shaxx at- keeps wearing his helmet. He doesn't want anybody to see all the gray.
0: Well, we have someone like Ephrodite who's fairly young. Uh, Arf?
2: But then this goes back to the whole subject.
3: Do guardians age? Now, if they do age, um, potentially, if they're a very skilled guardian, and they don't die, and they don't get rest, then potentially they do age longer than the other guardians, because if they get res and get taken back to their peak form that's effectively made them younger so if they if they're back in the tower like saladin he's getting he's get, mm-hmm. getting grayer, he's getting gray he's getting older because he's not out in the field because he's not
2: out on the battle lines you know that's my actually... guardian is always peak age cuz i'm always dying.
3: you know that's you actually a good bad. point <laughs> i never
0: I, you know i never thought about that is does 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 the cuz uh, cuz we know well based off of the understanding of future war halt, a uh, well based off of what we learned from future war cult. A guardian is rezzed in the sense where the ghost looks for a copy of them in an alternate universe where they are in existence.
2: Granted, Um, that's just a theory.
0: Exactly. So So whether, I would say, in in that theory, they would be looking to grab a guardian um, who is going through the same circumstance but survived. You know, it's that timeline where they didn't get shot. Um, They were able to, to get out of the way. And in that timeline, they'd be their same current age. So... With that understanding, yeah. they'd be res to their same age. However, I do like how Arf was mentioning quite possibly what if the ghost takes a, you know, like a backup file or at that restore point, and their restore point is a guardian, let's say, nice peak physical, physical performance, maybe 30, 35 years old, and does Saladin get younger every time he's rezzed, and he's just not died for a long time. We don't really quite. There's a lot we don't know about. That Garnier. would be a really lot.
2: interesting, like in-game thing, you know. Visual effect. Yeah.
1: Now, now here's here's something that we can think about. <laughs> Ikora and Zavala. We haven't just... seen them in the field or anything outside of the D2 campaign.
2: Yeah. But we
3: but we do know that Icora steps into the crucible every now and again.
1: Yes, we know that
0: Icora. Right. Has aged, yeah. Ikora aged, um, at least in, up. yeah. Well, Ikora in one at
2: a time. Let's start with Ikora.
0: <laughs> well, Ikora <laughs> is referred to in her iconoclast days, where she was a just a brawling shotgunner in the Crucible. Um, and shotgun, people yeah. talk about how she has kind of mellowed out and become more mature. So we see that she's still maturing. Um, well, as far as physical aging,
2: physically exactly, essentially that I don't think the Rez takes away that mental maturity. Exactly. I think that's kind of the whole thought too, is like when we get Rez back, if we didn't know what we had done in the first place, like we wouldn't be able to go back in and do it properly the next time. I don't think I said that, but I feel like you guys got it.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I was going to comment on Zavala. We have that cut scene. Um, well, it's not really a cutscene. It was the trailer for D2. Uh, where he was kind of uh, rezzed for the first time. In my opinion, he looked a little bit younger. Uh, he looked a little bit skinnier, a little bit smaller. But he could have just not been lifted as much. All that
2: ramen in the towers, chubbing him up. Well,
0: yeah, our, but,
3: yeah, But we've got to take into account the Awoken age differently again from standard human. Yeah. Because they've already being immortals, yeah
2: but they do age and we know that they felt that when they came back to earth they started to feel all of that sickness and all of that pain of starting to age again
3: correct so we all know that mark i'm not quite sure the time scale or the timeline for the the awoken coming back to actually the aging but we're potentially talking 200 years maybe yeah Uh, i I mean
2: there's also the thought of the entire city age do they start to age more rapidly as time goes on? You know, like, are they slowly disintegrating? Like, not disintegrating, but, like, creeping back into, like, the normal aging process? Like, did it hit them all at once or did they slowly start to go, like, will they start to age more rapidly as time continues to go on and as they come away from that, like, immortal? So I don't know how that works either. This is also the most interesting, like, conversation topic ever.
0: She's never this involved.
2: It's just, I don't know. I really like it because I feel like it's a speculation uh, I can get on board with.
0: Don't forget to use your smileys.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't normally have anything to say, so I'm not used to it. Anyways, okay. I just want to time us out here real quick, though. Is there anything else from this particular email that we need to further discuss before we just continue down this rabbit hole of age that anybody really wants to pull (laughs) out of? Because we have been on this first email for quite some time.
3: Well, yep. that goes back back to the back to the actual question, the end question: that will we yes. see Dragenior again? I think,
0: I think no. I think Dredge and Yor's legacy has already lived on and will continue to live on. It lived on through Shin, and now it's passed on to us. So I don't think he's going to physically come back. Me first. I personally. don't
2: think personally. Sorry, I know I didn't throw up a smiley. Um, <laughs> I don't think personally. He would come back in game, but also, I mean, I kind of think back to that last card we got. As far as like Shin goes, you know, nothing ends. Like I don't know, in the Destiny verse, anything's kind of up for grabs. Like even when you see, it, we've talked about this, even when you see a dead body, they're not always dead in the Destiny verse.
1: Right. I mean, Aldrin is proof of that. Um, next
0: yeah. Oh Tannix. Right. Right. I'm kind of annoyed that they're still referring to him as like maybe he's a nightmare, or maybe it's just Tannix alive again.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Um I don't think we will see Yor again. I I think that his legacy is going to continue on and we're gonna see that evolve you know, evolve, but I don't see him coming back. Hyphen?
0: I know I said I didn't thank you see him come back, but I just realized we do have an account that his ghost is still around. Um, Vincent, yeah. As it's never specifically stated that it is his ghost. However, Shin kind of hints to the fact that his ghost is still around. So is it possible that he could be res by his ghost? I would say there's no reason why not. We get killed by golden guns and crucible all the time. And we're still able to, still able to be rezzed. So um, even if he didn't use an a th- uh, doesn't have an a, th- a throne world, uh, you know, you never know. A sad ghost could go always make a mistake. We have we have ghosts making mistakes in the past. So um, I think it would be really interesting. AKA I just think one that- of them
2: rezzing Aldrin.
0: <laughs> oh, all pulled pork. <laughs>
2: Um, no, I was actually going to say something similar. I was I was like, isn't his ghost still around? Like, because he kind of dressed his ghost up to look different. Um, and then my thought, too, would be, like, I don't know. What if he already is res somewhere else? I mean, like, and what if he comes back and, you know, we know he kind of was regretting it. What if he comes back and kind of looks different and acts different? And uh, I don't know. I don't know how I much he was truly
0: regretting it, but.
2: I think I guess, uh, yeah, personally, I don't think he will come back in game. Or even in lore, but I think personally, for me, I like the idea to think like I don't what know. What if his ghost and him are off somewhere else, just like living <laughs> their best non-guardian life, kind of like um, what's his face from Gambit? Oh,
0: you're Drifture. having Drifture. You're having okay. like a. a... Like, they got there happily ever after. Yeah, I don't think, even if he came back, I don't think he'd be the cheerful guardian ever again. There's no Rezalizir coming back. I'm
2: not saying a cheerful guardian. I'm saying he decided to put away the good, put away the bad, and just kind of go live life normal.
1: Go live his life.
2: Just kind of be be done trying to fight one side or the other. That's my own personal thought because I'm a happily ever after person despite how much I hate Hallmark movies. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well just just basically hide his ghost like a drifter and go and open a bar somewhere yeah, yeah.
2: exactly oh, that's what sure. i would
1: do <laughs> or a ramen shop
2: or both
0: I'm gonna take i'm gonna pay attention to that ramen owner from now on yeah no i i, I yeah I, that's kind of my my take i just think breaking the fourth wall um the writers are done with dredging yours portion of the story maybe
3: but they have left it wide open for it for him to come back. Potentially. <laughs> or,
0: or, or yeah, just. Be best. I You are right. I think that Bungie writes all of their stuff to the fact that they can always um, tie something else in. So they like don't. That's why I love their story.
2: It's never
3: Because they leave it open to interpretation by the individual that is actually reading it. Exactly, which is great just- storytelling.
0: Which why, is why we have a podcast. so
2: many podcasts yeah. <laughs> and other discussion That's platforms? Nice. <laughs> all right. Are we all good to move on to what is the shortest email, but also possibly going to take forever as well because of the topic?
0: Oh, yes, it is. I have new theories. <laughs> I had nothing when this email was written, but now I do.
2: He's very excited. He did tell me that in the car. He's got theories. All right. So we're going to move on oh, to the cool. next email, which, like I said, is the shortest, but... You thought that topic was long? Just wait. Now we're moving into the nine.
0: (laughs) You probably don't even need this first part here.
2: Nope, you're right. So it's even shorter, and it's still going to take forever. All right. The reason for the email, I can't help notice whenever someone has an experience with the nine or the darkness, the experience is very similar. Do you think the darkness slash the deep and the nine are the same entities? Bum, bum, bum. And go.
0: Do you want to start LMS? <laughs> you go ahead.
2: And I'm gonna just mute myself because this is gonna take about 30. It's not
0: right. gonna take 30. No. So this was actually a little bit of an invest, a little bit of a thought process about because uh, when you originally sent this email, or if I, I didn't really, I couldn't think of examples or ties. Personally, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of ties between the nine and the darkness. However, based off of um some old theory of mine, new lore book, and I actually happened to watch a, a it was I I happened to watch a Bife video actually like just yesterday that got me thinking also. Um so he actually made Bife actually made a video commenting on how the uh um does the darkness have a power to possibly um control gravity?
3: Um and that was you a whole I think di- we've seen that. I think we've already seen that in the hole on the drifter ship
0: yeah so he, he he went into a bunch of that stuff about the darkness having this power and that went a, he started with a point that i had, i think i made in one of our episodes in the books of sorrow um so the worm gods claim that the syzygy was caused by the alignment of the moons and it was the travelers doing however when the sisters uh, eventually met the leviathan later on uh, the leviathan basically asked well why are you trusting them? I, I didn't do this. This was not the this was not the travelers doing. So I had mentioned that how do we know that the worms were not lying at the very beginning and that they weren't the ones that caused the God wave.
3: I so think I was, there was a, sorry, I think there was a quote somewhere that actually pretty much said that.
0: Yeah, and so and it was I've, never I've read that recently. Exactly. And then so so thinking about that we had the darkness Kind of there, right? The darkness controlling that. Now, when you tie in, uh, Bife then also tied in the the darkness when it attacks uh, Mara and Yang Liwei. We have the references of, you know, basically something pulling on their ship. Once again, they talk about gravity wells. Uh, They talk about, uh, you know, sterile neutrinos, things that we know have to do with, like, the taken and the darkness. And then we also have. The same, once again, the, the newest book, the, uh, the Last Days of uh, Crack and Mara, um, it, once again, they have gravity affecting on them. And, and Byfus was tying all this into uh, The Darkness, and it was just kind of funny because I had actually thought also about, um, for some of those examples, about the, that being the, the Darkness. However, when I read Crag and Mara, when I was reading this before I even had watched this, I had been thinking that what was pulling on the planet. Granted, we had the darkness coming into the system, and that could have been stretching out uh, the the moon of Titan. However, it refers to what could cause this. It talked about dark matter. So this was my tie-in to the Nine. We have reference of the Nine being located in the dark matter. And so now if we are tying together that all of these aspects of when the darkness approaches, all these dealings with the darkness or the worm gods have shown gravity displacement and gravity wells and tidal forces. Um, If that truly is a power of the darkness, well, what else has that power? Well, it happens to be dark matter. And we've had the nine also tied into dark matter. So that leads me also with some other questions I've seen where somebody compared the, um, the Darkness and the Nine to a similarity between, let's say, the Ahamkar and the Worm Gods. There's the theory that they could be the same entity, uh, just different forces. Uh, so the question for me was, is there a link to the Nine and the Darkness? And that was the same, similar question you had had. And I originally didn't think there was, but now I wonder if the Darkness... What exa- We don't exactly know what the Darkness is. In my mind, I always envision the darkness uh, it's kind of like star wars reference it's kind of like the force the traveler and the darkness use the same force but they use different aspects or different wavelengths of it um it's kind of just two different sides of the same force Um, however we have the nine not quite understanding the light and guardians and so is that just because they are tied to the darkness and the darkness only has the power to to take and not give life in the same way the light is, and if that is the case, are the nine possibly a neutral, a third neutral party of that original spectrum of power of the dark and the light? And at this point, the nine are some uh, neutral entities trying to investigate. So that's kind of just where my head went into some some spinfolds, some crazy theories. Are just, is there a tie? Are the nine truly dark matter? And does the darkness use dark matter in order to affect these tidal forces, or is this just a coincidence? So I'm going to let someone else go.
1: (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Now, like that got my head going into a, a place of like, well, what if the nine aren't completely the darkness? What if it's a splinter group of the nine? Because we know a, a good portion of them are trying to learn about the light through the guardians. What if there's a portion of them that are trying to learn about the darkness from any and all entities that might harness it? Like, you know, they're they're learning it from the hive worm gods or from um, this new enemy that we have no idea what it actually is. The one that's creating the nightmares. So like that's where that got my mind going.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, I kind of agree. You know, we, we as far as we know now, based off of dust, the nine have been around since the existence of the universe. Um and in my mind, the dark and the light are are forces. They came into existence at the same time. And I think you've got a kind of a point there that it could just be a it, it's, it's it's like you have the same st- topic someone else might have a different understanding um so we only have nine of these individuals and it, it's, it is kind of a odd number that there are only nine of this whole force and over the whole universe um, you could be right maybe there are different those are the physical manifestations of this tidal force that is across the whole universe and some chose to go one way some chose to go the other way and this group is just trying to find understanding so i mean it gets kind of crazy arf what you got for this
3: well we've got to remember the the nine r split we already know that and we're pretty pretty sure it's uh five and four so then i started looking at a different part of it you look at the, the taken so now we look at the taken, and every time you see them coming up on Io in one of the one of the patrols or a uh, or a story mission, old um sorry Asher. I'm terrible names Ashamir, uh, he always goes on about unstable no- neutrinos. Now a neutrino is a elementary particle with a half in integer spin that interacts only via the weak subsonic force of gravity so now if you tie that in to actually what we already know about the nine and when they've been monitored interacting with colors for example and the the unstable gravity waves is has that power been given to the hive by the nine or the darkness to take
0: yeah and see that goes into via um a little bit into the, the pyramid ships. Um, I actually had theorized that the pyramid ships were, were what ran into Mara and their crew, which we now know happened to be the case. They are what originally attacked during the collapse. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think whatever entity we see in them will be possibly something very similar to what the Drifter found on that ice planet, that taken like Morph. Uh, I would argue almost that those might be the original um, like minions you mean, you of the mean, darkness.
3: You mean the Anathema
0: world? Yeah, where he well, yeah. yeah he was where he saw they he found the uh the the monolith the ice Zoo. yeah the monolith the ice zoo exactly <laughs> and so I think what he found quite possibly could have been um a earlier like proto Taken and I think it would it would kind of make sense to the fact that we know uh, only Oryx originally got that power but he got it strictly right from the deep. So I think that the pyramid ships are basically just one up the totem pole towards the darkness. I think that the Taken are tied to them and that they are a, um, it's kind of a mixed form that Oryx was able to, to influence himself. Um, so I think that anytime we're seeing those sterile neutrinos, we are getting what would be an original force of darkness. And as you said, we know that that is an act on gravity. In the same way dark matter and black holes have an effect on gravity, which we kind of have linked to the nine. So it's kind of just that little bit of the, the transition that kind of makes me wonder if they are they are linked. Are...
3: Well, you, you look at the nine, and they've got a habit of communicating with power, powerful entities. You've got it with the Drifter. You've got it with Callus, You've got it with Mara Sov. And I believe tanix has dealt with them as well. Not Tanix, sorry, um Verix. They have Variks too. Verix, yeah. Well, no, Verix gave Skolas to the Nine. That yeah. goes into another theory,
0: sorry. But yeah, no, you're right. Verix actually had communication.
3: So what's to say they're not communicating with the, uh, the Hive? They're, they're spoken with, with Servantan. They're spoken with zivu Arath, And they've spoken with primarily Oryx. The more I actually think about that, maybe they've only actually spoken to Oryx because we're pretty sure that Vanthan can't take, which was uh, a power given to Oryx by the deep. And we know Zebra or Arath can't take. It's theorized that Kuiar can uh, can take because he simulated how to do it eventually. I did believe I read that somewhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's um, a theory just based off the fact that it was a simulation of Oryx, so could possibly have that power too.
3: Yeah, she finally managed to actually simulate the paracausal world. Um, yeah, so we we know the nine deal with powerful ent- entities. So, and I believe I read somewhere that they were actually studying death. I can't, rem- I can't remember the exact thing I actually read. Um, they were studying death. So what's to say they haven't actually... Gone to said, look, here's this power. Or gone to the worm gods, here's this power, go out, kill people so we can watch.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, if the nine truly were the deep the whole time, um, that would be crazy. That's why I think, I think if that was the case, they would also represent the light. And what we could see were factions um, just giving out power uh, in order for them to, to learn because we know that the nine, we know, the nine have only given us, I would think, only a little bit of what their intentions are. We know that they kind of want to separate themselves from material existence. Um, but I would, I would argue we don't know exactly what they're doing. Um, even just because we know that they are split, and I don't think they even know exactly what they want to do. Uh, they got an end goal, but they're not exactly sure how to get there. Um, I mean, if you want to get real <laughs> into some spin foil, is we see in the book... In dust, when Lavinia gets pulled into the portal, um, she is talking to the emissary of the Nine, um, and then all of a sudden she is sucked into that other location with the basically it's like having a, yeah having a tea party with the witch or that that older lady. And I know a lot of people when they hear witch, they think of uh, Sabathun. If that was the case and Sabathun was able to pull something from the nine, that would only kind of link the two of them as having some similarity even further. I don't know exactly. I don't know that the witch was referring to Sabathun. I think that could be a completely different entity that they're just waiting for. I'm not sure about your thoughts, but that would be really
3: crazy. I don't think you'd find Sabathun having the power in the dig to actually pull somebody into another aspect of it. That they, I, I presume they limit power in there, and almost in in the in the in the stripping over my words now. In the case of Orin um, she's pretty much brainwashed until the Drifter reminds her who she is. She knows a certain amount, but she's, um, she knows a certain amount of a lot of her will is still around. That's the words I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah so his will is not his own he just does as he's told
0: yeah correct we hear that orin is not completely broken it talks about all the time and they were not able to completely take her will
3: yeah so if Savanton was was actually in that in that world she'd pretty much have to do what she's told because you've got to admit they are powerful entities in the universe to effectively (laughs) create things out of nothing and stop leviathan dead in its tracks yeah.
0: My only thinking is, Savathun has got into a lot of stuff lately. Um, I think she's a lot more powerful than we saw her in the Books of Sorrow. And if the, the darkness truly is tied to the Nine, in the same way Oryx was able to convene with the Deep directly, could Savathun have worked herself up the totem pole and got herself... Into a position where she is now so powerful that she is able to control some certain aspects of the deep. Um, she's she's been doing some crazy stuff. So you know, I'm not. Or
3: sure her- she's gone to that plane to study as in Oryx did. Yeah,
0: because as far as we know, she's still not here. I mean, she went to that black hole, and we don't have any uh, reference of her coming out yet. Um, we know she was doing a lot of studying, but um, I. Th- She's currently using other parties to kind of further her means. So once again, it's that whole, you've got a lot of individuals all kind of going for the same thing. And so sometimes you kind of wonder, are they linked? Or do they just have similar goals? Um, you know, the, the deep and the hive are kind of, you know, which will get us into our, our next question in a little bit. Trying to, trying to tame that final shape. Well, in the same way, it's almost as if the nine are trying to obtain a final shape. In in, in a sense, uh, they're trying to form a shape that is not linked to the material world. You know, they even tried to uh, create, tried to they tried to create some sort of living body or being uh, through the Cucuitas uh, gates. So um, I would say that you know sometimes it seems that entities are 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 related, but maybe everyone's just kind of working towards the same goal and we're just reading into the similarities uh I, I try to keep an open mind at least you okay over there mrs ivan
2: Alan may or may not have just texted me okay he said so how's it going <laughs> because this is totally the <laughs> Hive and not our show right now.
1: <laughs> you two were on a roll. I was you guys, not going to
0: jump in. You guys jump in whenever you're ready.
2: I'm over here reading an article called, let's see, 19 Disney celebrities that were famous in 2009 and are still famous now in
3: 2019. <laughs> Trash yep. those articles. Yeah, me exactly. <laughs> it's complete clickbait.
2: I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> The side-by-side oh, photos are great.
3: <laughs> what what celebrity, celebrities look like now? Yeah,
2: Pretty much. Well, they started with the Jonas Brothers, so, I mean, they went out big right from the get-go. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, but you won't um, actually see them till the end. Yeah,
0: right. That's how they do it. They start with something that's completely irrelevant to what you were looking at. <sighs> well, Elemis, do you have any <laughs> thoughts right. on The Nine in the Darkness?
1: Honestly, I think you guys covered it. <laughs> because, um, like, I, I could see them being different factions.
3: Well, may, maybe a different and, faction did actually bring Sivantan in, and the other faction are actually right. studying the gardens trying to force her out.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, right. And and all of this might just be a, <laughs> a study in death and, and trying to find a way to disconnect themselves from the material world. Yeah. Like, what better way than to, to set up the, the chessboard and have stakes on both sides winning?
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering, if they're just passing out their power in a different form and just trying to see what works the best. Yeah. Because I would say if we're going to try to tie in the darkness to the nine, we'd almost have to tie the light in, because to me the light and the dark really tie together, especially with the new Inquisition of the Damned, uh, we have the reference of literally the song of life coming from the Traveler being turned into the Death Song by the Hive. Um, so I always kind of just viewed it as, like I said, it's like Star Wars. It's like the Force. It's the, the different manifestations of the same energy. And the Sith and the Jedi. Exactly. And the Nine could just be the original source, and different factions chose to go down different, you know, different paths.
3: Well, if you, if you look at it a different way, maybe the five of the nine are the darkness, and the lesser entities, the four, is the Traveler. It could be. Yeah. And it's just sat, sat, hovering above the last city, watching us all.
0: That would be very interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting. They do have a, the, my only thing is they do have such a keen interest in the Guardians, they seem to not understand. Um, But I, I don't honestly, don't say we could trust everything. That they, well, we got a little bit from Dust. We really don't know a ton. Um, they were studying the Amkara before the Guardians. So once again, that could be tied back to the a little bit but of the dark the, versus the light kind of thing. They're, they're studying
3: the both. Being.
0: Exactly. They're studying all entities. Um, so I guess my thing is, are they studying them or are they kind of putting them into play and seeing how things react? That would be...
1: Why not both?
0: <laughs> why not both? Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: What, crazy what better way, what better way to observe than to stress test?
0: Yeah, I mean that's why uh, that we have that's how Gaul entered into the system.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, if Are anyone else
2: ready to move on,
0: has anything else to add?
3: <coughs> I, 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 we think can... we're, I think we better move on because I think we're alienating the other two. <laughs> 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 I think we're <we'll> <laughs> Mrs. Ivan told me she didn't think
0: she was gonna have a lot. And every once in a while, Elemist will his brain will break, and he will go silent for a while. So I kind of just like to fill the 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 silence. <laughs> and your tongue is blue. Congratulations. Nope. I don't. Know, I think mine was popsicle. Yep. Yeah, not as cool. No, with the ace, That of yours turning the AC off really made me hot. I had to go get a popsicle, guys. I'm sorry. She's making it hard over there, turned off my air conditioning.
2: You'll survive. Moving on the final shape. Okay.
0: Easy one, let's right? Start, let's start Start with I an easy one. A
2: question What is the final shape? From what I understand, the final shape is the last remaining race at the end of time. This is from the hive's point of view. So let's look at the same question from the point of view of the worm gods, and let's presume it is the same as the hive then already we know the hive are not the final shape, as they would not be the last living race in the universe. This is the reason why I believe this.
3: The worm gods give their lava to the krill. and they should, uh, The larva is, is parasitic in nature as it grants the host longer life and other powers. But larva must at some point start the second stage of their life, beginning to turn from from a lava to the adult form of the worm gods. Now, I believe this process has already been mentioned by the worm gods. Kill to feed your worm. If you do not feed your worm, it will consume you. I have paraphrased that a lot, to be honest. Uh, the, is the consumption the start of the pupit stage? Uh, pupa stage of life for the worm gods. If this is true, then the hive are just being used by the worm gods to bring their offspring to maturity. So in theory, this is why the worm gods are the final shape and not the hive. Uh, and I'll let you have the next part, Mrs. Ivan.
2: Oh! Why do I feel like I don't remember seeing this? <laughs> Anyways, apparently this next part is for me. It says that I asked how do the krill or hive have children. I said well, the answer to that is in the wording and restrictions and the text bungee used to set the words like brood and spawn. Both of these point me to think they spawn eggs like frogs and other amphibians and combined with the use of brood, this makes me think they lay thousands of eggs at a time. Also, they have been referred to quick-breeding krill people, which also makes me believe this. We do not need them laying thousands of eggs.
0: Hive breeding. Hive breeding Uh, probably more tightness. Oh, my goodness, yeah.
2: How do
3: you explain herds of thrall?
0: Right. Hive breeding is more exciting than guardians making babies for me. All kinds of questions there, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I, I'm just diving into this a little bit. If you look at the definition of parasite, it's an or- organism that lives in or on uh, an organism of another species, its host. And it benefits by deriving nutrients at uh, expense, uh, at the other's expense. Now, then we look at the life cycle. So you've got you've got the larva, you've got the pupa, and then you've got in the sake of a, a butterfly, a, a butterfly, you've got the caterpillar, you've got the chrysalis, and then you've got the butterfly itself. So is the final form the worm god? So effectively, when they can't actually kill enough, it consumes them, turns them into the uh, the chrysalis itself, and then out pops the worm god. Now, the more you fed the worm or the lava, the bigger that worm god is going to be. So potentially in our case, if we haven't killed him and he couldn't feed his worm anymore, we could be looking at a worm god of potential enormous size, and the same with the other two hive gods.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, I never that thought would, about the fact that... Yeah, go ahead, Alice. That would also explain why Zol is so much smaller than the other worm gods.
3: And Acha as well. Or was. Before he was killed. Right. Yeah.
0: I I definitely would say that the hive are not the final shape. Obviously that's what they're attaining to. I almost think like the hive uh, the hive are definitely a tool. Um granted Oryx I, <laughs> I think, feel
2: like they're a tool in every sense of the word.
3: <laughs> I think I think that,
0: but, you know, the the siblings, I think realize yeah. that somewhere that's along that
3: curse. the line. That's that cursed throw that pops up behind you and you turn around and punch it in the head.
0: That's Titany, oh yeah.
1: all the time all the time
0: yeah no i think that the uh, the sisters definitely acknowledged specific oryx when he talks about how they were going to be consumed by the words that they were definitely just they were a tool in the 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 larger scheme of the worm gods so i think yeah definitely it's a parasitic organism that is just being used to to grow stronger Uh, i guess the question is you know i always kind of thought that it was feeding the worm gods themselves but I like that idea that each Worm, well, maybe not each, because obviously the Worm of a Thrall is probably not going to last very long, um, but that quite possibly you could have the growth of some substantially larger or new Worm Gods coming out of, you know, Ascendant Hive level of power. Um, I never um, really thought about that.
3: Just to throw it out, man, Zol's not dead either. Oh yeah, Azul's not dead. Oh yeah, <clears throat> Just Akka. Um, but the, I know it's a kind of rabbit hole. I went down a complete rabbit hole of sort of what was going on there. So, you see it before on the on the Needle Ship. They they talk about the atrocity, the thing in the birthing room of the Needle Ship. Was that a worm god effectively? Did they actually sacrifice one of their crew members to actually be infected with a worm, killed a couple of people, then stop feeding it? Uh, because there, there was uh, where was it? It was a verse 1.6 and verse 1.7 in, uh, in the grimoire. Um, uh, was the needleship first attempt worm to escape and the crew of the needleship saw sense. So basically the needleship's gone down there, found the worms, they've taken one worm and they've gone, "Oh hang on a minute, this isn't such a great idea. Because we already know when the start of that book, that's an ancient ship. Um, so I've got this all written down here. Um, sorry, I just looked up there. so <laughs> on the
0: screen. She's always distracting. That's what she's here for. Sorry,
2: I had this, this, this two popsicles.
0: Don't ruin his flow, man. He was, he was
3: in. Right, in the... Deep. So if they did take that thing, uh, take the, the worm and they uh, put it into one of the crew, the crew then hatched a chrysalis in the birthing room where it killed what was left, uh, where the rest of the crew were killed by what came out. Was this a small worm god? Could it have been Acker or Zol? We don't know. Was one of the crew sacrificed so the larvae was consumed? Again, it's not something we can prove. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm sort of gone down my own little rabbit hole here. And, uh... no, it's good. I would say I, I have a yeah. I always
0: thought something very similar that that birthing room. Um, yeah, so I was I was thinking that it was from another team that went down and quite possibly got a similar bargain to what the krill did. Um, and upon inserting a hive, I mean a a worm larva into a crew member, as you said, they realized that was a really bad idea. And I think what happened in there was maybe that uh, that merging of two not quite going so well and i think yeah the the crew got killed and or they tried to to kill and end that abomination before it even got started
3: sorry i'm just digressing slightly because something's occurred to me in the actual phrasing of this um when going back to when the three sisters actually spoke to the worm gods they stood on the outside of the hull of the hull of the ship to actually, speak to them now. There should have been some crushing pressure and gravity down there that should have potentially killed them outright. So, there we already have evidence of the worm gods and potentially the darkness controlling gravity. That is a good point. Yeah, sorry, very good did, point. You know, when you get an idea in your head and you're just like, Oh, gotta get this one out before I forget. It. Yeah, no, no, that's very true. Yeah,
0: because I, I always wondered how they were able to stand down there and not be crushed by the pressure. Um, and that is a good point. If the worm gods basically made a little a little gravity well down there to with like reverse gravity, that would be pretty crazy. There, there you go. Is, is G caused by worm gods confirmed? Just kidding, but it's definitely a that's definitely definitely a sound theory. Elemist, what do you think about the final shape and the whole worm gods and all this craziness?
1: Oh, I, I think we're going down the right path. Um, the hive are. Not going to be anywhere near the final shape simply because of, of the Faustian bargain that they have. You know, those worms are just constantly consuming them. So even if they are the final race, they'll die out quick because they don't have anything else to kill.
3: Exactly. So then they just spawn, potentially spawn more worms or more uh, mature worms, and we already know they can live a hell of a long time.
0: So then the next question would be, do you think that the Hive know that they are just working? Are the Hive working to create a final shape? Because they they have mentioned before, Oryx specifically mentioned, that if another race defeats him, they deserve to survive and they would become the final shape. So do you think the Hive are trying to become the final shape or are they just trying to do the work of creating a final shape? You know, they're just they're just taking on the work as far as what the worm gods kind of gave them. I
3: I believe the the hive believe they are the final shape, but they haven't taken into account the worm gods because the they're treating them as gods. Uh, so they've already gone put them to deity status and said they're not part of this. Yeah, they don't so
2: think we, they're a race.
3: No, they're they're a deity. In fact, they they're above their station. So if you think about that, we already know worms can be killed. We've done it ourselves. So they're not a deity at all. They're just another powerful race on in, in the system of destiny. So they, they are part of the final shape conquest, which makes then, if you think may, maybe the the hive haven't actually realised this yet. Is that
2: it? I would just like to discuss that there is technically another final shape that we're not discussing. And that would be calluses.
0: Well, he acknowledges that he doesn't plan to be the final shape. He just wants to be at the end of the world when the final shape is attained. He just wants to see it happen.
2: He yeah, but for top. that to happen, he'd have to be part of that final race.
0: Well, he actually acknowledges that he would. Uh, we haven't got into it, but I believe it's in the opulent set where um, you know we talked about how he was using the guardian as to do all his work. Eventually, we. We die in that story, and then Pallas basically is all alone to see the final shape kind of attained. But he never acknowledges that he is trying to become the final shape. More okay, so that he was
2: he was given the final shape attained. His version of the final shape is everyone's dead. It's the well, I mean, it's in the that the hive and the worms, right?
0: Well, no, it's just one one race is he. I think he still has some merit in the hive. He sure researches them a lot
3: but you've got to remember all the whole, all his information on the final shape and the end of time come from the nine a very
0: unreliable source
2: crazy people well
3: yeah we i guess we
0: don't 100% know that that's the nine um he he does receive a vision at the end of the universe which would make sense uh, but he also speaks to his familiar or his his he also has a dead worm at times uh, so is his his original information Seems to have came from quite possibly the darkness, and then we get right back into the art of the denying and the darkness the same beings. Um, so we could go round and round with that, but I think Calus did definitely get that information from I would say something different. I don't think that he necessarily believes that the hive are the final shape, just that they are working towards the final shape in the same way. You know, he kind of is. Elamist, look like you found something.
1: You actually reminded me of, of something um, I heard Callis say while I was in the Menagerie. There's a quote in there, and I, I can't find it. I don't remember it verbatim.
2: Did you check Destinypedia? Don't they have like verbatim everything a character has said?
1: Uh, possibly.
0: Uh, if he knows the keywords, it's sometimes hard to find.
1: But essentially... Sure,
2: Callus is that a lot.
1: But essentially, it talks about how... Callus thinks the Hive are a joke because if they truly believed in the sword logic, they would kill themselves because they haven't been able to defeat us. Yeah. Well, so they've, they've
3: already started doing that in the latest book.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah,
0: they're kind of... You're right. I mean, in the latest book gets into the fact that the sword logic was basically passed down to them from the worms, and now they're kind of deciding that the sword logic is not the final understanding. And we know we have a lot of different understandings. Mara doesn't atone. I mean, she doesn't uh, work towards the sword logic herself. She talks about bomb logic. Uh, so, you know, I, as far as what logic gets you there, I, it's it's this one. It's the same thing. You know, there's multiple different means to an end. And why I think everyone is trying to attain something different. I would say, regardless of what the final shape is, everyone is trying to move towards a universe of like unit. It's like in the world, you know, and in, in, in the real world, we have, like, the, you know, the theory of unification, trying to unite uh, different theories of, you know, physics and science into a, a a unified theory. That's kind of what you want to attain in the same way I think everyone's trying to attain some sort of unification. Whether we're talking about one race, hey, we, we could be talking about, uh, Final Shape could be everyone reaches perfection and we have a... a and a and a destruction of all civilization and something brand new is born. We can have a, a mass effect kind of status here where all life is destroyed and recombined to some new shape. yeah, you know, I uh
1: kinda like Callus and his shadows.
0: Yeah, I mean for all we know, Callus is just on is as far on the right page as the Hive are. And then we also have to take into account the new pyramid ships. You know, the Hive are worshipping these, so they are higher than the hive are they also higher than the worm gods um are they a completely separate faction because um, if that's the case the hive are just practically nothing compared to the the, the larger scheme of things
3: but then you, you've got to ask yourself and if, if this is the case and we're going down rabbit hole that is the nine then do does the nine have more than one split in it is one of them talking to Callis? Is one of them talking to Savanthan? You got five that's say actual darkness themselves? Yeah, I mean that's
0: what I would say. You know, you always you seem to have factions inside of factions just in any point in, in history and in and in lore. Um it wouldn't be crazy to assign a different individual of the nine all to a different goal. In the same way a team, you know, working for a company on a project all has a different assignment. Um so Maybe someone different is whispering to everyone's ear. You said Callus was talked to. Um, let's say the Nine through the darkness are talking to the Hive. Uh, we, got, uh, we got Drifter. Someone's talking to Drifter. Uh, we got somebody talking to Variks. And it's almost like everyone is feeding a little piece of the story to everyone so that once again they can further whatever their end goal is through yeah. multiple different means. That's quite interesting. I never even thought about that. We could tie everything up to the nine. I mean, that's almost. Only problem is we get we get to the uh, the issue of getting so crazy that this turns into the everyone is Sabathun confirmed kind of thing.
3: Well, no, it's not. Sub- <laughs> Sabathun that's confirmed. That's what everyone to likes it. to
0: say.
3: It's not though, because Sabathun hasn't got the power of the nine have got. So, if if you look at it that way, it could be like you said, one person speak to us. But we don't know. But yeah, this no, goes back to the rant I had in the Discord that day where everything's down to the nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I just mean it's, th- it's yeah. crazy on the scheme of Elimist jokingly one time said that Shin Malphur is Sabbathoon confirmed, just as a joke. And I just mean the fact that we, we start uh, t- making so many ties together that sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and just assume that everything is the nine. But I think that the discussion has definitely pointed to some factual evidence to it, too. Um, I don't know do you guys have anything else like I said I think these these emails have all been really nice because they all kind of tie into each other Um, you know we've gone from the darkness to the hive to the nine and all the way back around again so
1: well and even then like they followed the path that we did as the podcast
0: oh yeah (laughs) look everything's tied tied together in Destiny I've always said it It's it's such a beautiful story have anything else? Or should I we move in? Pretty, to pretty last much
3: covered everything on that
2: one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean we could go down forever just discussing. It's it's that's why it's so yeah. much fun. All right. Well then this is one I actually have not got to read yet. Um our last topic is actually on maybe something different, but maybe not. And this is the Elixney. Um who would like to read this one? Ms. Ivan? you want to read this?
2: Sure. Like I have said, this is on the Elixney. Um So it starts off with, I've been looking through fallen houses a lot more recently, partly due to my copy of the Grimoire Anthology Arriving. So starting with the houses we know, there's the House of Stone, House of Rain, House of Kings, House of Winter, House of Scar, House of Devils, House of Exile, House of Dusk, and House of Light. We, with the exception of Houses Light and Dusk, and to a lesser extent, exile, all of the other houses have been destroyed or absorbed into light or dusk, but my interest lies with houses stone and rain. According to Varex, the loyal houses stone and rain were lost to the whirlwind or fall of the elixir. Now you have to bear with me, as this is my interpretation. T-touches. T-touches. Tell of house of stone, where is the great machine? Elixy's songs still tell of... Chelchus, and how he stood before the maw. The way I understand this, I, Chelchus, facing Oryx. Chelchus, all is silent. Nothing answers me. The hunger comes. Chelchus is now taken, and his appetite for the light developed. The way I see this is all the Eliksni at this time were a proud and noble people. Chelchus and his house stood before Oryx and fought the hive to give To give the other houses a chance to escape. They are not mentioned again in any other lore that I have found. But I did find this from the Barracks lore card. First the great machine, then the sky fell away. Rowan ripped away the past. All honor lost judgment, not enough. Cannot keep wolves from kings, scar from winter. Fell to fighting, fell to hate. From what I can tell, this is the basic history of the elixir. From here, I broke that down. First, I looked at all honor lost judgment. Not enough. I take this to mean the house of judgment and stone were the ruling clans of the Eliksni, and only one house was not enough to hold and govern the Eliksni. This may be why the houses were so fragmented, i.e. judgment was the ruling class, and stone was the house that enforced the law, and without the muscle, judgment lost control. Between the Fall and the Eliksni arriving on Earth, House of Rain was lost. The only mention of them is their prophecies from House of Rain told by Variks. One, before him foes will flee or fall, but he will heal the houses, make them whole. Two, the great machine will marvel, move by the might, and come to crown him Kell of Kells. Three, what World One has whisked away will be rewrought, and every Kell and Ketch will kneel before the Kell of Kells. These are the prophecies foretelling the rise of the Cal Kel of Kells. Now we know Skolas has already pronounced himself Kel of Kells and has founded one of the three remaining houses. House of Dusk, we also know, has entered the Vault of Glass to try to pull House of Wolves through time to help him with this. But he failed to pull the Wolves through time. But what if this authority into the Vault of Glass wasn't a complete failure? What do you think if he managed to pull another house through time? Maybe not to the instance he meant to, but sometime in the future. What if House of Rain was pulled from the distant past to a future we haven't encountered yet? If this is in our future, it would explain the prophecies and the complete lack of information we have on House of Rain. This would account for them just being lost to the world one. I want to say something. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about Kallus' future prophecy writings and everything, Elemis, with the Chronicon Part 2 with Orchid? Mm-hmm. There was, so we were talking about how weird it was that it started lining up, and then it talked about, um, you know, like, going back to the moon, and it kind of, like, was like, hmm, this seems like it kind of telling us maybe where Destiny is going. One of them discussed, once again, breaking the houses. Yes, and this question is discussing a potential future where we have the houses pulled back through, maybe. Well,
3: okay. we've, we've already broken the houses.
2: No, but so yeah. what if we have to do it again? That's what I'm saying. I don't that was remember. Our question. What was, was
0: that the order that he mentioned in his, his time? In, breaking the houses happened, happened
2: after the moon. So that, it was like breaking the curse and then breaking the houses and it all happened after the moon. So it's our assumption that the way it lined up will potentially have to break the houses again because houses are reforming. That was like a speculation we had during that episode.
0: <clears throat> that could be. Yeah. Because the way Callus writes his, his fantasies, um, a lot of the stuff that he mentions has actually was in chronological order of things that we've done in the past. And I think you have it, element. I found it. Yeah.
1: Uh, the shadow of earth rose with such a suppressed fury that neither the emperor nor his advisors had ever seen before shuddering with rage. The shadow of earth spake thus, who do you think I am without me? You have only a dwindling army of ambivalent soldiers. I am the young wolf. I killed the taken King. I defeated Gaul. I roused the traveler. I silenced the moon. I stopped the invasion. I broke the curse. I broke the houses. I killed the queen. I am the shadow of Earth.
0: And that was the reference then to, we're, you know, we haven't broken the, we've been on the moon, we haven't broken the curse yet. Um, but after that, quite possibly, what are the houses being broken? And the well, only houses we have in Destiny are elixir
3: houses. Yes, but we've only got three that we know of currently. We have uh, Light, which is led by Mithrax. We have... Yep. Um, Dusk, which is led by Skolas, and then we have... Um, uh, I didn't put that down here. I think it was Exile, which pretty much lived with the Hive. And so we just pretty much ignore them. Yeah, they're the ones
0: on the moon that well, kind of just don't have a lot going on for them.
3: No.
1: See, now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back on it. I don't think Dusk actually has a Kel, because we killed Skolas.
0: Well, Skolas is gone, yeah.
3: So that means means Skolas is dead then. So that leaves Mithwax. Yeah. Now, you've got to go back to now. Yeah, I've done but- a bit more spin-foiling on this. So if, if we go to the fact that Judgment, we already know they, they made the laws and they passed judgment on the rest of the houses. But I I originally, in the email, only thought there was two ruling houses. The House of Stone, which was your armies, your police, your law, law enforcement. You've got Judgment, which is... Uh, you're, judicial. You're judicial, yes, and then I left out the religious house, uh, assuming they had one. But could that have been House Rain? Yeah, because that's the
1: they, prophecies.
3: Yes, which is why I'm thinking of the religious house. Now, if they've been pulled through time, they could actually help Mithrax then unite the rest of the fallen back into back into a proud noble people. Which then we already know Mithrax is uh is siding with us but then that brings me back to the star catcher uh has anyone actually heard of this uh, it's a myth or fairy tale told to the dregs to keep them in line pretty much and it goes he who wanted to catch the stars unnamed and eternal the star catcher would lead the fallen rising from the lowest station to the highest peak now in my interpretation this is pretty much mythrax because he's already he's already making peace with the guardians he's got all the drake all a lot of the fallen actually joined him now now the only spanner we've got to this now is verrix now if it's a bit flaky my my um, connections on this but if house Reign did make a reappearance and they brought back the prophecies and managed to crown mesterax kell of kells that means that then Verex would come back as judgment, as the last remnant of judgment, and potentially, with the two ruling houses there, make or ordain, for want of a bear or crown Mithracht as the Kel of Kells, so that the other four couldn't argue the case.
2: Didn't last we see Verex though, he was kind of claiming himself as Kel of Kells?
0: Yeah. And that's what he's saying. In this, in this regard, he would take back his old position. Because he only took Kel of Kells because he felt he had to.
3: Because there was nobody.
0: So you think that lots. if
2: somebody proper came in, he'd be like, all right, I'm good, I'll be over here to judge? Yeah, because... Because I feel like that... he kind of got a little, like, high and mighty on himself last we saw him.
1: Well, and even then, did did he actually call himself Kel of Kells? I thought he just pronounced himself Kel.
0: Uh, in, in not so many words, he kind of... Ah, here I have it right here for you okay, sorry I was just saying I have stolen intelligence I don't know if what you're looking up uh, but this is the discussion of the uh, big elixir that are still in play we do have as we <laughs> said the, the confirmation that house dusk is splintering and radical um, and that some of this, this other craziness uh, but we have basically Variks directly responsible for the release of the murder of Aldrin Solve of the murderer Aldrin Shaw from the Prison of Elders, he subsequently fled Judgment Holdings in the Reef and now styles himself the Kel of Kells, still representing House Judge Judgment.
1: Okay. So yeah. He not
2: to say, he's telling himself... Sorry. 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 Here in the quote from the last episode we just did, the quote in the last card, he doesn't call himself Kel of Kells. So I don't I don't know what you just looked up. I, I was looking at my own thing. But here, again, he also does stick with House Judgment. It says nowhere else to go no one else to be here he drew himself up to his full height and so i became barracks the Kel house judgment envoy to the Elixni people
0: yeah so i think he is basically what he was he was saying is basically the original as our for saying at this moment in time the original houses of let's say stone judgment and rain are gone all that's left is Varex of house judgment so he styled himself as needing to be the one to kind of take up that mantle and kind of run things as the last living member of the last original house. And so. Hyven,
1: Hyven was looking up an entry that is two seasons um, after what we just read.
2: Okay. So it is more recent. So
1: it, it's like six months since then.
0: Okay. This is also. A, Stone Intelligence yeah. is also a uh, – oh, sorry. It's also a, a <laughs> – Stone Intelligence also comes from the vanguard, um, so it's kind of a uh, – it's not quoted from him himself. It's their interpretation.
3: Well, they say yeah. he's sty- styling himself of Kell of Kells. Now, he's just said now he's house of – to me, he's just said he's said Kel of House Judgment.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what he said there. He styles himself House of Kel- – they say Kel of Kells, but they do say that he still represents House Judgment. And then this also goes in to talk about how Mithrax um, also styles himself Kel of the so-called House Light, which we talked about. Um, and then, of course, we have Fickrel, who didn't turn out so great. Um, and then we also have one last individual that is still in play, and that is that of Erasmus, the shipstealer. Um, originally part of House Devils, um, but at this point um, I think it's, Aramis it's,
1: was was trying to revive House Devils. Yeah,
0: it said few reports indicate that she is rallying violent dissidents to reconstruct House Devils from the ground up. So at this point, we have I would say Fickrolls kind of well, Fick, F- the fanatics kind of I would say out of play at this moment. I would say we have these three different houses trying to unify, become of Kells. Um, I do see your your theory working, Arf, but that would only be if um, we're going to throw in the time travel aspect of Skolas, you know, if, let's say, he tried to bring back some of the old houses. Um.
3: Well, I don't think it was intentional. If that's that's yeah. what I think. I don't think it was intentional. He was aiming at walls. There was a battle raging in the background of us going in to stop him. And he's gone, oh, there they are. I'll grab those. I'll bring them forward. Oh, I'm defeated. So he... He maybe hasn't quite got the destination there, but he hits send anyway, and uh, there they appear in the distant future.
0: I definitely wouldn't say that it's impossible. I, th- I I personally don't think that that would be the direction that the writing is going, but I do find that to be quite interesting. If we're all of a sudden in a position where the fallen are almost at their like their highest. You know, like their strongest, their glorious, their golden age would be very interesting.
3: And they roll up, but they actually realise what they've devolved into and rebuild the houses and actually side with us. I know it's potentially taking a race out of the universe, but it would be an interesting twist, especially it if we're we going to this big, especially if we're going to this big fight with the darkness that's already had a ma- already effectively almost destroyed their race
0: yeah 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 because that's what you would mention before it sounds as if quite possibly you know we always hear about the whirlwind and but it you know it wasn't that the traveler just left it was that well every every time the traveler leaves it's because his uh the friends of the hive are kind of there to destroy stuff so their whirlwind was probably similar to ours with oryx
3: Yeah, but well, i've got into this one a bit more the they licks are my favorite race to be honest there, there is such a potential oh, yeah. history to, to have that, to actually read up on. Um, yeah. I've gotten into them a bit more because I've got the Destiny Grimoires now. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a physical copy in my hand, and I can read that much, much easier in the computer screen. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I I uh, personally, I am, I am the opposite. The first Grimoire book about the Hive is what really took my interest. I delve into the Hive in the Darkness, so I still got to... But you've now, like, piqued my interest. I haven't got into the whole... Um, second volume of the Anthrogrammology. Oh, just because so good. I came home from work travel and now I'm just working so crazy I haven't had a lot of time, but you've definitely piqued my interest to read the whole thing, to cover to cover now.
3: No, well, my, my arrived in the wrong order, so I read the second one first. Uh, okay. The second one is so good. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really good. But then if if you look at reading through the lore and actually listening to some of the episodes you've got, uh, reading through the actual um, grimoire of that, i'd love to see some nozzles on the uh, novels on the um the reef wars that would be amazing
1: yeah. oh yeah yeah that
0: would be great That would be very interesting yeah there's a i mean i honestly think that we could never get all of the lore i think they could do you know just through the way they're giving it i would love if they did you know the halo style of here's the background of just a random battle in time for you to understand like the fall of reach was like amazing that would be amazing And um, just kind of understanding the origin of that whole thing in a novel would be amazing. You know, uh, I can't imagine The Reef Wars would be a great one because there's there could be so many little nuances in a story like that that might not play into the larger story, but they would give us so much more background. I would love to just me personally, I'd love to hear a story about the Elixni during their golden age, um, just to learn a little bit more about their culture and their history.
3: Well, if they developed on that, so we could actually read it through, but they've already pretty much said all the history was lost in the whirlwind. Yeah. That's why, that's why I've had to take the basic, uh, in the email I said, the basic um, history of the elixir were in those first few lines.
0: Yeah, it would uh, have to be was, breaking the fourth wall yeah, for us to get that.
3: Yeah, it would be.
0: Well, yeah, you're right, though. That's true. Bungie has written everything in the fact that, well we do under we do get some information that like our character doesn't have. For the most part, when they say like the history books were lost, they're not gonna be like, Except for you, random individual on the internet, you can have the history of the elixir. Well
3: no, that's that's what well, that also ties in if, if House Rain did come back.
0: we you could see a rebuild.
3: You could see a rebuild and then you would see the actual written histories of the Elixir.
0: That would be cool, that's true, because they would have the knowledge
3: again because the space in the reef for a fallen race and they possibly with with them being quite a a high and noble species at that time, they would possibly make peace with the awoken on the reef and say, look, do you mind us moving in next door? I know it's, I know it's paraphrasing, but it's, but still, I have to say,
0: I I never thought about the time travel aspect with the Elixni. I kind of didn't think they were going down that. And I still don't know if they are, but I have to say, I think I definitely am subscribing to your theory being the most exciting possibility. That would be yeah, pretty definitely. awesome.
3: It would be good. I know it's I know it's really spoonful. They, that's the, the fun in it, answer. right? Yeah, that is exactly it. You, they've left the law wide open for each individual's interpretation. And that's why I've, I've got hooked on it. I really have. Yeah. It's so great. It's oh, probably yeah. your fault as well.
1: <laughs> no, I, I like that a I'm lot. happy to take fault credit great. for that. You
2: Did know. you blame okay. us? to yes. your uh, to your wife for for buying the for the buying the books yeah you tell her
3: it was our fault no i didn't no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: no. you should have we'll take the blame elements <laughs> Elemus takes the brunt of a lot of our marital issues just to save our marriage so <laughs> we don't I'm even sure.
0: have that many I, marital issues you're so dramatic <laughs> she always we've been, says Elemus. We've, to
3: na- n- we've been together 19 well nearly 20 years but we've only been married since may
0: oh well congratulations Whoa! On, on having the the wedding
2: Congrats, yeah. man! Also, kudos on that amount of commitment without like marriage actually being involved, because I feel like a lot of people are like, "No marriage here, I'm jumping ship." It's so. it's
3: complicated. <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to go into all that. I no, understand that, man.
0: That
2: kudos for sure. Cool. I've known Hyvin since we were children, but only been with him for like four years. <laughs> Mostly because, you know, it's like frowned upon to get married in your teens and children years. I wouldn't have wanted to
0: get married in my teens and children years.
2: You still sometimes are like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) marriage, "Mm." (laughs) just kidding. It's an
3: expensive bit of paper. Exactly, exactly.
2: That is very, very true. It is an expensive Mm -hmm. set of paper. Although we forgot to sign. We were talking about it the other day. We forgot to sign our wedding like license at our wedding, but Hyvin's dad officiated our wedding, so we just signed it the next day at brunch.
3: <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> yeah, like, we should fill this out
2: for our table and we're like, oh, we need to sign this. <laughs> that,
0: that, that's gonna be a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's just for you. Oh mm-hmm. man. all right, well, does anyone else have anything else or should we take this to the clo- take it to a close?
2: wrap
0: it up with some shout outs. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I mean all these top we've covered so much I feel like in pretty good time also. Yeah. Um,
1: it's almost 3 hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's or nice. at least
1: the recording is almost 3 hours.
0: Yeah. So the recording like, only. We're just about we're actually just about to hit 2 hours on our Skype call.
2: Oh, cool, cool,
0: cool. So, we only that's have a crazy. we have a we have a normal length
2: Episode. We have a full episode! Woo! I was actually I like, I worried. Like
0: that, long ones. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about us going on a rant for like four hours here, so I'm proud of us for kind of keeping ourselves together.
2: Yeah, I'm proud of you two, too. Because Alamus and I are over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, well yeah, let's go ahead and move into shoutouts then. Yep,
0: yeah, well then, if we are all done, um, I guess just to start off, we definitely want to thank Arf, for making this episode possible. We definitely loved having you here, um, and it's been a blast. Uh, so as we move to shout-outs, we'll go ahead and let you uh, go first. Do you have any shout-outs?
3: Um, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for having me, and it's, it's, been, it's been great. It really has. I've really enjoyed it. I was Good. really nervous at the start, but no, it's, it's great. Uh, my clan for putting up with me. <laughs> Um, and uh, Mo, Mo, my clan leader. I've just got to shout him out because he keeps me in the game. Basically, he uh, he created the clan, and well, me and me and Furby's stayed in there with him. I just want to say we, we do enjoy your package. Um, and I think that's it. I I did want to jump in there and say another one, but that's Stephen Ellis's his toes. Leave that one to him. <laughs> well then, do you want to go next?
2: So.
1: The one that I'm sharing with Arf, uh, Ishtar Collective, as always.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming it's not the pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) Unless not Arf really needs to shout out out Orchid. I'll
3: leave that to you.
1: (laughs) I'm shouting out Orchid because she's helping to keep me calm from... uh,
2: For tomorrow's jitters.
1: For tomorrow's jitters. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And shout out to Arf. Like, this was fun.
2: Lots of fun.
3: Thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Right that, back at you. Then, yeah, then I'll, I
2: I'll run right so back in, in there. I'm afraid, like, when people come on here and, like, they see behind the curtain and all the craziness, they're like, oh, God, these people are crazy.
3: <laughs> no, this is pretty normal.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, right? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that goes into my shout-outs. Yeah, I was going to shout-out R for... Um, being on here with us, uh, helping us out as one of our moderators in our Discord, and uh, just being such a like, big part of this uh, community that we seem to be growing, um, the, the larger Destiny community in general, uh, but also the uh, Guardians of Lore community. So thank you very much for that. Uh, of course, thanks to uh, my co-hosts and uh, for, for helping me make this every week and of course for Orchid, I'll shout out Orchid also, because how come I don't get to shout out, you guys do all the time, for uh, promoting the podcast, for helping out in the Discord, for also trying to help Elemist and myself feel that uh, we actually do know the lore and that we are not just posers, because I think sometimes we both think (laughs) that we are just just amateurs sometimes, so thanks for helping. Imposter syndrome. Exactly, imposter syndrome, so thank you for um, always being there to to help us t- to continue enjoy deeper dives into the lore so
2: there you go that's it yeah I actually texted Elemis yesterday and I was like oh my god I freaking love Orchid and he was like why and I was like why not like just <laughs> everything about her always and forever she's amazing um so there's more reason for you to blush at work Orchid um, but yes, I'm going to reiterate the shout out to not Arf here. So happy to have you on. Um, just really excited we were able to make this work. I also feel like we kind of classed up the joint with the accent. Like we just sounded better. Um. <laughs> but um but yes, it was a great time. It I didn't fall asleep. But poor Arf <laughs> you're, you're right. probably ready to hit the hay. It's almost eleven o'clock your time. So Um, To all of our Twitter followers, all of our Discord peeps, it's so much fun. Um, To Avnir, congratulations on building your PC yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Fun way to spend a Friday night streaming and talking with you through Discord. Um, And yeah, just to everyone else who came out and listened to that stream, everyone else who listens to us, and um, a preemptive thanks to anybody who's going to listen to the quarterly lore review tomorrow that we're going to be on um so it's just a fun-filled weekend of mind-blowing speculation for us um but yeah that's everything
3: can i just say as well cheese is not a meal
2: (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you he's got the platform and he's gonna use it
0: oh we have proven (laughs) elements himself accidentally (laughs) proved that cheese can be a meal it's not a healthy diet if you only ate cheese but it's a
3: snack it's a snack it's not a meal (laughs)
2: don't make me go oh my god i love it and the
0: (laughs) war continues that that is a great way way to
2: debate in our discord community everything for guardians of lore is not some debate over the lore or like a character in destiny it is is cheese a meal yes or no
0: (laughs) sides are drawn man sides are drawn
1: that's the hot topic in
2: there and i think with that
0: yeah, that's the perfect way to end it. So go right into our reminders uh, once again. Um, our, f- if anyone wants to find you, where can they do so? Uh,
3: Discord, not off. I'm in uh, my clan one and, your, and yourselves as well. Um, Twitcher, I'm on as the real not Arf. Uh, but it's an underscore between not and half because it wouldn't let me just do a space. Um, and I don't know why my I can't have my own name. Somebody's taken it. <laughs> um, and, and, and xbox really um, well no, I, I don't think I've been on all week but that's because I've been <laughs> yeah
0: I understand that very but good yeah, that's it awesome man well then you can also find us the guardians of lore on twitter uh, at guardians underscore lore uh, you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com uh, leave us a review wherever you might find the podcast uh, join our Discord if you're interested. The link for that is in the show notes. And um, the there is also the clan. Um, I just We still need to get on that, Mrs. Hyven, Mrs. Uh, clan leader over here. But exactly. um,
2: otherwise, Sorry.
0: <laughs> otherwise is that is I it.
2: Just, if anybody's uh, sent in requests, my bad. I forgot to check. I'm going to go do that now.
3: Recruiting for a clan is hard work.
2: See, that's the yeah. thing. Like, I'm not even recruiting. Like, I'm totally fine if I loan Wolflet over here in my own clan. And just, like, people I play with are like, what is that clan name? And I can be like, well, it's a podcast. You don't have to join my clan, but come join my Discord. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all good. It's more or less just we're here if you need someone.
0: Yep. We got to fill the bio. We'll throw in there, a uh, you know, clan of Guardians of Lore and welcome if anyone needs a clan. But otherwise, um, yeah. Please tune in. Um, so we have a possible possibility of an extra episode, uh, the Destiny Quarterly Review. Um, you can tune in to the Lore Network to find us. By the time you're listening to this, we will have already been. I think we are live. We live streamed it this past Sunday. Um, but we will see if we can also put that up on our page. Otherwise, uh, Mrs. Hyvin, you found that to watch the first one just right on the Lore Network, correct?
2: Yeah, through YouTube. Uh, super simple, super easy. Yep.
0: So we will give you guys information on that after it's done. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. And good night.
1: Take care. Good night.
2: Bye. Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye.